Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Wednesday, and you know what that means. It's time for the Wrestling Inc. AEW Dynamite After Show, and have we got a show for you. The Ring of Honor Tag Team titles were on the line. Renee Paquette was working overtime, and we got to see the return of a badass. But before we get into all of that, let me introduce the crew. I'm Jack Farmer, being joined by NYC Demon Diva and Jimmy Corderas. Jimmy calling it down the middle how you doing uh do, as well as can be you know like uh the weather up here is uh very like up and down here in canada we'll get hot one day we'll cool and rainy the next it's just it's all over the map but if you're complaining only about the weather then you're having an actual pretty good day yeah we uh we got hit by a uh, a hurricane here in mm. los angeles earlier uh so i'm not complaining about the weather wasn't a i mean all things considered, we got it pretty light, but uh, we'll take any any opportunity to brag about getting through something here in Los Angeles. Uh, speaking of, uh, Isa, good to see you again. It's good to see you again, Jack. I, I we were sharing with Jimmy how we 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 left last night's podcast in good terms. We might not need him to put out the stripes tonight. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, as we were saying off air, very uh, MJF Adam Cole relationship here. I think yeah. we're, we're, we're partners, we're cool, but every time one of us turns our back, the other one pulls out the dynamite diamond ring and thinks about it for a second. Tease it. <laughs> <laughs> but, but we're all good for now. We're all good through all in, at least. That's mm -hmm. the plan. Okay. Um, I want to thank everyone for being with us here. As always, if you could like, comment, share, subscribe, those are such important things, especially in this day and age of that being important. SEO, all the, the number stuff. That's what the people in the back tell me. We got to get a lot of likes, comments, shares, and subscribes. Help a guy out. Why don't you do it? Uh, but while you guys do that, I want to talk about some news, and it's unfortunately very sad news. Uh, Terry Funk, wrestling legend, has passed away. Uh, WWE Hall of Famer, hardcore wrestling legend, uh, 79 years old. I uh, was chatting with some folks on Twitter about it, and uh, I have a bunch of memories I love of the guy. Um, one of my favorites is a very obscure moment, and I should have pulled it up here. I'm going to try to pull it up here while I talk and say it. Uh, a moment in WCW, he was fighting for the, oh, by at phenomenal1016 on Twitter. Uh, help me out here random moment wcw thunder he was fighting for the hardcore title and him and chris candido found themselves in a horse stable and in the middle of fighting he got kicked 
by a horse mid-fight, but he just kept on going like nothing was wrong. Like, who does that? Who gets kicked by a horse, but then just keeps on rolling, baby? No, no sell the horse. No, complete. <laughs> he actually did no sell the horse. Uh, so that was uh, just, uh, I always think of that moment. But uh, Issa, how about you? What's a fun Terry Funk moment for you? Um, I love, um, first of all, I want to send, obviously, my thoughts and condolences to his friends, families, and fans. I think it's a big loss in the world of professional wrestling. I think there's, we lost too many good ones this year, and uh, I hope it stops here. But um, the one thing that I really did love was not only the show of respect, but a lot of people took the opportunity to just share a lot of legendary moments that Terry Funk had. And I actually, I'm not usually a social media person. I have fun scrolling through my timeline today and just seeing some of these great moments. That moment when the fans started throwing all of the shares in the ring, like who doesn't have that moment in their memory? Another thing was, uh, it was a page that wasn't even a wrestling page it was a movies page showing some of his best appearances in filmography because you know he did have an acting background as well but that moment of the shares being thrown into the ring is just a moment that i remember and think about probably more than i should um yeah i will say it was just sharing all of these memories and seeing a lot of the wrestlers and some other people share their best moments with him and the advice that he was giving some people behind the scenes it's just good to see what a legend he was yeah, he so many good moments. He yeah, speak about the uh, the acting side of things. Uh, who could forget his role in Roadhouse? What a good yes. one! And played a bouncer. Yeah, played a bouncer, and just to the to the whole ECW side of things, the way the the guy gave back so much to pro wrestling as well, and did so much, was really ahead of his time. But Jimmy, uh, I wanted to come to you last because obviously, I think you were closer than either of us to the guy. Um, what are your thoughts on Terry Funk, or do you have any fun memories to share? No, oh, my thoughts on Terry. I, I think the world of the man. It, I, I had the honor, privilege, and pleasure of getting not only getting to work with him, but getting to sit under his learning tree and listen, and you know, and stuff like that. So I, I was truly blessed. Trying to find the right words, you know, because the words icon, legend has been overused a lot, but in this case, they absolutely apply and. Uh, you know, I've had some great memories with him, not only uh, working with him, but even other stuff. Like when I first started working for Jack Tunney up here in Canada, it was, I want to say late 85. That, I'm dating myself again. But, uh, you know, they used to do uh, Maple Leaf Gardens every three weeks on a Sunday night. And then the Monday evening, they would do Brantford, the Brantford Civic Center, which is about an hour, 20 minutes away from Toronto to tape three weeks worth of wrestling challenge. They would do, you know, superstars and challenge tapings for the syndicated show. And I would drive the talent in minibuses to, you know, to Brantford and back. And on this trip back, coming back from one particular one, I had in the, I had Terry Funk, I had Harley Race, I had, you know, Hercules Hernandez. I had some, you know, Mr. Fuji all, I had the heel side. Let's put it that. So uh, we get in the, we get in the, uh, the minibus and it's like, 11.15 and I'm about to leave and they said what time is last call in Toronto at the hotel I said they stopped serving at one they said step on it kid so you know I haul ass you know I'm trying to get back for the boys you know so they could get their their last call in and I'm doing well and then all of a sudden I get pulled over by Ontario Provincial Police which is the equivalent of state troopers and 
here I got all this, these guys in the car and they're going, go outrun them. And I'm like, I think, you know, they're kidding, of course. But, you know, so I pull over and here comes the officer. And I said, listen, I have this, all this talent from the WWF at the time, you know, that I'm trying to get back to the hotel. It's late for them. They've had a long, and he, he didn't, he wasn't having any of it. He wrote the ticket. He wrote the ticket. And even the guys, you know, Terry spoke up, uh, Harley spoke up to try and get the, uh, listen, officer, give the kid a break. You know what I mean? That sort of thing. Nope. Wouldn't have it. Wrote me the ticket. Here you go. I'm on my way. You know, I'm going a little fast, but not like I was before I get to the hotel and I pull up and it's still 20 minutes to last call. So, you know, and they go, great job, kid. And they, he hands me this wad of cash. And I go, what's this? He says, this is to pay for the, the, the ticket. And I said, are you kidding me? He says, yeah. So I look at it really quick. I said, this is like $110 more than the ticket is. And he goes, keep it, kid. You earned it. Nice. And I'm like, oh, you got to be kidding me. And he says, park, park and come in and have a drink with us. And, you know, oh, my goodness. It was just, and not only that, and then later on when he left WWE and then came back, you know, it was, hey, you're still here, kid. Uh, you, you get any more tickets? He remembered it. Yeah. <laughs> you, you be kidding me! And you know, and when I started refereeing stuff, I would ask him questions, and he would always say, "Why are you asking me? What would you do? What would the referee do in this situation?" You know, and getting me to—it was a way for him to teach. Yeah. So I was I was blessed to get to to learn under that tree for a while too. Those are the kind of stories that I live for. Thank you so much for sharing that, Jimmy. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy, that's that's awesome. Um, yeah, I mean, everyone in the chat, uh, I see you guys, a lot of you are doing it already. But if you have any fun moments that you remember from Terry Funk, feel free to throw them up in the chat. I'd love to see them because he's one of those guys I feel like we could probably talk for hours of like, oh, mm -hmm. remember this time he did this thing or, or that thing? I Oh, yeah. I, yeah, big fan of him. So anyone, if you have any memories, throw them up in the chat and I'll try to highlight as many as I can. Uh, we're going to try to uh, pick up the uh, the energy, though, here as we talk about another piece of news that I'm very interested to hear what you guys think. Uh, PW Torch uh, reports that Edge uh, had approached WWE recently and presented them with a scenario that would lead to him re-signing with the company. Uh, it's unknown what Edge requ Edge's requests were, but whatever they were, WWE ultimately said no thank you. As a result... Uh, now the belief is that Edge will be AEW bound and that uh, they are aware that Edge could make a debut with them uh, down the road. My question to you guys, and uh, Issa, we'll start with you. Uh, and in the chat, let me know your thoughts on this one. Issa, one, do you believe this report? And two, what would that mean if Edge did sign with AEW? I... I, we, we talked a little bit about it off air, and I feel like Edge is at a position where Edge can do whatever he wants. He's Edge. He got to come back. You know, like, he's done so much that if he wants to go to AEW and just have fun, let him go to AEW. But at the same time, when I start overthinking, which is what I did when I originally read this, I'm like, why would you like this fair? I don't know. I, I see him coming back to WWE, and I see them maybe taking a little bit more time to negotiate than expected, right? I felt... That Friday almost felt like a little bit of a work because he got so emotional, so sentimental that I was like, this is not the last time we're seeing him. It's like, it really isn't. <laughs> um, I just, you know, I will be happy with Edge doing whatever he wants. Edge got to come back. Edge got to do a lot of things. But 
I just feel like there's a handful of people that I just feel like they're so WWE that I just can't picture them anywhere else. And I have to say, Edge falls under that category. But when you put that Christian Cage, you know, little candy hanging above my head, that's when I go like, oh, but maybe there's a, there's a little chance that he might, you know, because we didn't get to see that. And they had that very fast moment at the Royal Rumble. And that lives in my head rent-free forever. I want to see it. But I'd rather see Christian Cage come back before I go. This is me as a fan. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. I'd rather see Christian come back and end it where the story should end. But I don't care if Edge goes good for AEW. I will say, I'll say it. I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. I will worry about how they will handle him. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't have any faith on them handling anybody properly anymore. Yeah, it's... Um... Yeah, Edge is definitely one of those guys that feels sort of baked into to WWE, and it'd be very weird to see him somewhere else. Uh, that said, if look, I I don't care whatever I say, I'm never going to question someone trying to make money and, and earn a living. You know what I mean? So I'm never going to fault a guy if he signs some. Look, if he could sign with any company, any other company in the world, if that's what he feels is best for him, happy for him, good for you. Um, I don't know if. Like, I get the drawing power. I get why AEW would want him. Um, and this isn't a shot at AEW, but I just don't know, based on the style that AEW does, I don't know if that necessarily fits Edge's style as much. Um, but, Jimmy, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I, I agree with you guys. It's hard to picture him outside of anywhere but WWE, especially since he's so ingrained there. And when he made that return back at the Royal Rumble after nine years, you saw the reaction he got. He's He's a guy who is... Uh, I think underappreciated for his contributions over the years. And, and if he does make the move, then that's fine. If that's what he wants to do, that's he's earned the right to choose the way he goes out, whether it's Mm -hmm. with WWE, if it ends up being an AEW, then that's fine because I can understand him wanting to get with Christian one last time and maybe him versus the Hardys. But, But but at the same time, it just uh, I know it, it doesn't feel right being anywhere else but in WWE, does it? It feels kind of it's, it feels, it's a little. It's Rick not a, it, 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 yeah. Don't, it's don't a little Ric Flair's last match kind of thing. Yeah. It's like, not I, even about not feeling right, and we'll get into it later. But where Christian is in AW and the reception that Edge will receive, they're in like complete different opposite side of the field on how mm-hmm. they will be treated. So if you're gonna bring him to AW to pair him with. Christian, how are you going to make that happen? He's like your biggest heel right now, and Edge will be the biggest baby face. So what if you have that match with the Hardys and Edge, and Christian turns on Edge, and he gets to have his last match against his close personal friend? Stop it, stop it, because I didn't want me want to see it, Jimmy Chill. I I would would imagine if Edge did go to AEW, a lot of it would be kind of greatest hit stuff. So he'd probably have a match against Christian team with christian against the hardys maybe a few dream matches with like the bucks and ftr uh there, there's things there um i just i, I, I think that, that face sorry i i, I just personally i feel like aw style is much more like fast-paced frenetic things are happening where edge is much more of a let's take our time and have uh, tell a story and i i feel like it would just I don't know if it would necessarily line up with his style. Now he's great. Maybe he'd make it work. Maybe AW would make it work. Maybe they'd work together. Um, I just, I, I, I don't know if the styles. Do you match. think Ed will be on collision or dynamite? Also, do you think CM Punk will kick him out of a building? Oh, wow. <laughs> that, that would get news. <laughs> <laughs> 
That would definitely. You don't want somebody to get a bigger pop, so Edge is not allowed in the same show as CM Punk. Um, <laughs> but I mean, like, it's 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 not that I I think both sides are good. I, it's it's similar to like I can't really imagine Edge going to the Impact X division. Like, mm-hmm. it just doesn't feel like those two things fit together. Um, right. The thing of it is, like, a lot of people, like, everybody's motivated by a different reason, right? Mm-hmm. I can't see money. Like, everybody, you always want to make more money. That's how millionaires become billionaires. Don't get me mm-hmm. wrong. But I'm pretty sure Edge is set for life, right? So mm-hmm. it's like, I, I would love to, like, dig into his brain and see what is motivating you at this point in your career because mm-hmm. that that's what it's going to come down to. Is it going to be a fun thing? Is it going to be, like, a... Like, I want to do a little bit of everything before I'm really done. Or is it, you know, I want to retire a legend and, and, and doing all the biggest things? Because if that's the case, then he'll stay in WWE. But if the Christian thing is a factor and all that, I can see him mm-hmm. going there. But I think it will be a lot more than money. A lot of people are like, oh, Tony Khan is going to open his wallet. I'm like, even if it happens, this isn't a money thing. This isn't what Edge wants to yeah. do thing, in my opinion. Yes, yes. Um, I, yeah, I think I think the truth is, and uh, Issa, you you kind of you talked about it a bit. I think the truth is, this is Edge trying to get WWE to pay up, and so he's saying, "Oh, look, I'm talking to them. They're offering me money. Do you want to mm-hmm. keep me instead?" I tweeted out a clip today, and if people haven't seen it, it's from Busted Open Radio, and I love what MJF had to say about the way that fans go at each other and they're in this war on social media where he talked about how all wrestlers are rooting for each other right now because the better these companies do, the more money people are making for each other. And that's exactly what you just said. Like, it, it's like all of us here, like, speculating these things. At the end of the day, they all want everybody to do well for themselves. Yeah, but I want it to be for the right reasons as opposed to AEW wanting to get them on right. their show for what uh, I think it was Bully Ray who referred to it as Tony Khan having FU money for the WWE. Mm-hmm. You know, as it, you know, if you're going to do it because you truly want to see, and I know he's a big fan, Tony, Yeah, you know, you yeah. know, and he wants to, see, but to do it just to put it to the other guys. No, let the guy go out the way he wants to go out. And I get, and I get that money sometimes can uh, uh, take over whatever negotiations you have. And he does have that money, but at the same time, you know, you want to see him go out the right way for him. Correct. Right. Well, I, I have a feeling if he signs anywhere, he's going to, have a bit of creative control in his contract. At this I would point. think so. I, I can't imagine think. he's just walking into a new company going, whatever you want, boss. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's, mm-hmm. I think he's past that, but I don't know. Um, Will he I, say that to Tony Connor or CM Punk? Mm-hmm. I'm, kidding. I'm kidding. I'm done with my CM Punk jokes. <laughs> <It's>, uh, <laughs> this ain't Saturday. We don't... <laughs> yeah, take it uh, easy. <laughs> take it e- uh, we do have a super chat I want to get to from Yes Boy. Uh, question is what are some of your favorite wrestling taunts to do i do the ricky starks pose whenever i see a full body mirror um jimmy do you bust out any wrestling taunts i i haven't in years but well, he uh, does the socket every time i can't see jimmy doing that no that's just behind oh, my wife's no, back no, <laughs> I no i'm kidding i'm kidding, I'm kidding. Uh, but but every once in a while when i'm driving and you know somebody you know yeah, it ticks me off a little bit. I, I might drive by him and give him the old. No, not the scene. No. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> what about uh, you, uh, Jack? Well, I feel like everyone does the suck it. Like I, I don't know. I feel like I, yeah, I, I, I do throw out a too sweet every now and again to to pals. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but hey, too sweet, you know. Uh, so I do that one a bit as well. Uh, I think I actually do the Randy Orton a lot. 
like, uh, you know. I've been mainstreaming and saying it, and I feel like a lot of people have, and it's going like maybe it's underrated right now. But I think like the one or the say acknowledge me, I really hear it a lot. I think a lot of people are using it, and I think maybe it's because it's newer. We're not saying it with all of these normal tons, but there is a lot of acknowledge me happening all over the IWC, and it's starting to happen in other places. I heard it in a few shows. I heard especially around ESPN, which Robert Reigns visited ESPN recently, so it only makes sense. But I think that acknowledgement is gonna. I I can't help but to think, and I know he's a heel right now. But like the pop that he gets when he mentions the city and says the acknowledgement right now as a heel. Imagine if Roman Reigns is in a in a babyface run. Like this could become iconic. But I hear it a lot, and I think the acknowledgement is gonna be the new one for the new generation. Well, as you say that, the Randy Orton one. I do it every day when I wake up in the morning. I do. I do say you know the acknowledgement thing too. It's the the one now that you mentioned. I do that a lot. Um, I, I hold up the one a lot. Um, if we're saying things uh, as far as catchphrases and things, come on, everyone says, yeah. Like, that's what I say all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The one thing is, like, a lot, like, wrestling is such a niche-like thing. I, I always pop when somebody gets my reference. When I throw a, when I throw a referee, a, like, a wrestling something in there and somebody gets that, it just always, like, makes me so happy because I do think it's a very niche. You know, you have the mm-hmm. old, if you're throwing something older, a lot of people get it. But a lot of times it's just fun when somebody unexpected understands exactly what you're doing. The Ricky Starks one that Yes Boy mentions, mm-hmm. uh, I do it all the time, especially when I'm with my nephew. A lot of people think that my nephew looks like Ricky Starks. So every time I'm with him, I'd be making him do the Ricky Starks pose. <laughs> I think it's a good pose, honestly. I do the Hulk Hogan, yeah, um, as Max Feldman says, I do the Hulk Hogan, like the, uh, like the, the, the three uh-huh. pumps every now and again if I do something well or if I take the trash out. Um, <laughs> Even if it's not. Oh my god, you know which one we didn't mention and I do it all the time? The Undertaker. Uh. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um so yeah, lots of lots of good ones, man. That's yeah. one of the things you take for granted. I forget how many of these awesome things I do the, every the, the thing of it is it's because we're into it. I feel like wrestling lingo and tons are in our everyday mm. conversations at all yeah. times. I pop when I hear it from other people because like, oh my God, I just said it, right? Even not a right. ton, but even yeah. wrestling language. I say pop for everything. And a lot of times mm-hmm. people don't even know what I'm talking about. <laughs> like, oh, I pop for that. And they're like, you what? Uh, 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 yeah. You know, like it's it's like walking in the mall and somebody bumps you and they say, sorry, it's, it's too late. You already have heat. I don't even know who I said. When I had, I had a, I was a vice president of operations, and I remember at one point telling the CEO of a company to please do the job for me. <laughs> he looked at me like, "What?" <laughs> I do, I do wish when, like, I, I wish wrestling terms were more popular in po- common culture because, like, I'll talk about like movies or something, and I want to be like, "Oh, well, Iron Man was in the Spider-Man movie to give Spider-Man the rub," and pe- you know. <laughs> So people get it, but like mm-hmm. I, I gotta find right. another way to like explain this kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, or- I, I be, I be commenting on like other like when I be watching like for example Big Brother YouTube or like the challenge because I watch some recaps that people do and I'll right. be like, oh, this person blank like a baby face turn for them wasn't on my bingo card and sometimes mm-hmm. somebody will comment and be like, I understood the reference, <laughs> you know, <laughs> because like I say that all the time, like oh, I was a heel turn in a in a random situation that has nothing to do with wrestling. Mm-hmm. I, I honestly just think like for us these are normal things and i always just pop when i hear it from somebody that i don't even know that they actually watch wrestling or where they mm-hmm. understand my reference it's always it's a huge pop my friend yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah it's um the lingo i just wish we could share but 
it is what it is. Let's get into the show, though. That's what we're here for. But before we do, as always, roll <laughs> shout out to the lurkers, first and foremost, hanging out but not talking. Feel free to say hi, though. It's always okay. Or leave a thumbs up. If you don't want to talk, just leave a thumbs up. It helps us. Yeah, absolutely. Go. A little thumbs up. Or if you're watching on Facebook, a little heart button or whatever mm -hmm. the things you do on Twitch are or however all that goes. Whatever positive things you can put in there. Uh, but for the roll call, we got Rocky popping in right when I'm about to roll call. Uh, Clay Ford, as always, Lego Brick Collector, Ethan Cruz, Killer of Demons, MD. Uh, oh, no, I scrolled. It was, uh, I got to get the numbers right. MDB999, Beer Money. Uh, we got Max Feldman and uh, Lee Bowden and Leo Bowden. I'm sorry. Uh, and uh, Paul is here. Wow, I haven't seen you in a while, Paul. Uh, lots of folks here. Thanks for mm -hmm. joining us. Uh, and yes, boy. Um, you have to I, do that. You have to do this when you say yes, boy. I do the side plate check, actually. Oh, I love the side plate check. Side plate check. <laughs> you can't see me, though. I'm like, yes, boy. <laughs> 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 um, oh. uh, but uh, Ed Huffman, uh, good to see you. Nil, good to see you. Uh, lots of folks. Monkey, Amanda, oh, lots of folks here. Cindric uh, mm -hmm. as well. Awesome. Well, we got to get to the show. Thanks, everyone, for yeah. coming through. Uh, but let's talk about this. Like, comment, share, subscribe. Uh, we start the show. And I tweeted this, but I'm just going to say this to you guys here. If you like AEW, you loved the start of this show. If you don't like AEW, you hated the start to this show. Uh, but it starts fast with, uh, and Juice Robinson just knocks out the ref. Then there's lots of back and forth before Dikesta joins in and gives the bad guys the upper hand. FTR shows up and evens the odds. Things end with Kenny Omega and Takeshita uh, almost getting into it, but Takeshita eventually gets away. Um, Jimmy, I feel like I know what you're going to say, so we're going to come to you second. Uh, <laughs> Issa, how did you like the start of this show? All right, hear me out. I love that we start. Is that love? Hey, this is a toxic relationship that I have, right? I will say, hey, Criticism 101, start with the positive. This show felt night and day from last week. I like this show. They sold me a lot of matches that I wasn't full all in for. Um, I like opening with the song and seeing the Young Bucks with Kenny Omega, who was brutally attacked last week in the hospital. Hangman Page was crying outside of the hospital. And now he's here in a brawl. He's mm -hmm. doing just fine, right? But um, I was very confused about what was going on here. I didn't know if it was a match. I didn't know if it was a brawl. I didn't know. I don't know what. I still don't know what happened, honestly. But it was fast-paced. It was exciting. I'm just like, I see. Listen, I like tonight's show. I just want to make that clear because people in the comment are going to be like, they're always hating. No, I love tonight's show. But mm -hmm. I am not going to let go of the fact that Kenny Omega is not in a solo match. And all this did was remind me of it. And I thought about Jimmy because this referee was just extra alert and for aw referees that's never a thing so mm -hmm. i was like i wonder what jimmy thought about that <laughs> uh, well i first off i anyone who knows me i love chaos i love when there's just bonker stuff going on that's probably why i am a late period wcw fan because that was a bonker show too but um so i loved that all this stuff was going on i was excited it totally caught me off guard when juice took out the referee um so i loved this but I will say something that that AEW does that kind of bothers me a bit, and it was very clear here, is the teams are so muddied as far as who's on what team and what, like, there's Bullet Club Gold, but there's also the Don Callis family, but then there's the Elite, but they're also being helped by FTR, and it's like... I it, hate FTR helping their opponents. I don't care how much of a baby face you are. I hate it well, every week. Well, mm. we'll talk about that in a second, but yeah. Jimmy... 
you've been patient. I, like I said, I, I feel like I know where you're going to go, but yeah, take see, it away. See, and, and here's where people are going to say, here he goes ripping on AEW again. It's not because I dislike them. I want them to do well. I, you know, I, I have friends there that I want, you know, cause the wrestling business is doing well overall. Mm-hmm. And, and I like that, but you know, you said something that at times I don't agree with chaos can be entertaining. This was chaos for the sake of chaos. And it was just too much. It was hard to follow. If you're a fan watching on TV, there was just too much going on. And it, you, you know what I mean? They took out the referee. The match hadn't even really started. So there was, you know, all they had to do was, hey, the referee can't start this match because these guys are not, you know, ad- adhering to any kind of rules. So th- there wasn't a need to take him out. But I get why they did, because he, that's what heels do, I guess. They just oh, beat up referees. Common. But, but uh, uh, you know, it just it, it was chaos for the sake of chaos. And, yes, I get, I get that they're heading towards this big show on, on the weekend. But at the same time, it's just too much happening in 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 hard to follow for me anyways bernie dc comment of the night that so far we'll best. see if see if anyone can top it but says uh opens bag for potato filling <laughs> uh, hey it's not even close to being filled yet trust <laughs> me there was a lot of potatoes yeah. in that for, for for this bag tonight this this is one of those openings though i gotta say like i'm, re- but I'm was it a match it was- that ended on no dq or was it just chaos Match never started. They ne- never started. Okay, okay. I thank you for clearing that up because the show never did. Um, <laughs> it, it, uh, it, it very much, like I said, any everything that like that Jimmy, you're saying, I'm not going to argue. You're you're right. But in the moment, like I, I'm very much a prisoner of the moment. In the moment, I was like, it's pandemonium here. I love this. I'm I get it. I get that. I understand that. But if this was one of the very few times in the night we got chaos then it means more. You don't want an entire yeah. night full of chaos. Oh, we got, we'll get, we'll get, we got we a whole got, bunch of other stuff. It's not even about chaos. that. It's like even when you, we've seen WWE start on chaos, and I'm not comparing, but it just always starts with already the pull-apart brawl. This felt like we were going, we were going to have a match, and I thought the match was happening, but it wasn't happening. Like, it got very confused. I feel like when WWE is going to do their chaos start, you're well aware that this is just going to be a pull apart crazy brawl where we're here. I didn't know what was going on. Did I liked it? Don't get me wrong, but I didn't know what was going on. <laughs> yeah, it would be nice if, if commentary popped in and said like, "This is what happened." This maybe is what maybe it they didn't maybe they didn't know either. <laughs> Did anybody know? Yeah, that's possible too. Um, but I have a theory, but I'm not going to share. Oh, well, I got a really funny joke, but I'm not going to tell you. Okay. Um, <laughs> how are you going to say you have a theory and not say what it is? I think we needed to get the Young Bucks out of there before CM Punk showed up for the taping of his segment. Oh, oh that's, that, that <laughs> might be. That might be the, that might be a good theory. <laughs> Nobody knew uh, what was going on because they were like, get the Young Bucks out there so they can be on TV. And they're like, get them out before he gets here. <laughs> Uh, well, we, we had the hardest working person on this week's episode, Renee Paquette. Uh, she was, she, she was putting in overtime. Um, I don't know if she is getting paid per segment or not, but she should be, uh, she's in a lot of them this time around. First off, she interviews MJF and he says that, uh, if he wins, uh, he will become a giant in both in wrestling and in his tights. Uh, then he tells us to trust him and that Adam Cole is his brother. 
Adam Cole later says he can't believe he's friends with MJF and his relationship with Roderick Strong is strained. And that made Adam Cole a little bit testy. Uh, and then finally, the kingdom with Roderick Strong says that at the end of All In, we'll find out who the real MJF is and the real Adam Cole is. Uh, Jimmy, how did you feel about the way they structured these segments throughout the show? I didn't mind the way they structured them because this is the main event and you want to get to hear from these people. And there's that old saying, as I keep saying, talking people into the seats and getting them invested and wanting to see what's going on. I think they did a good job of doing that. We're seeing a different side to MJF that we've really never seen before, which has got me going, wow, what's it? I'm almost waiting for the explosion to happen. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm looking forward to it. And, you know, is Adam Cole, what's Adam Cole up to? You know, obviously we saw some teases tonight and stuff like that. And and, and getting uh, Roderick Strong involved here, I got a feeling somehow he's going to play a part in this as well. There's options here. There yes. is options because they, they really, uh, for lack of a better term, backed into some gold with this pairing. Mm-hmm. I don't think they were expecting the uh, the the magic that they got. And I think they're a little bit torn where they're going to go with it. Well, expected or not, I got to give them credit because they are rolling with it. And Issa, something I loved about this is how I think a lot of people are like, yeah, the MJF's going to betray Adam Cole. But I don't know if these segments made me think maybe Adam Cole is going to betray MJF. And now it's I feel like I don't know how it's going to go. How did you like the, these segments? Um, I I did like them. And we'll get into the main event later. Uh, for a second, I was concerned that our pre-show slash main event was only going to be singing backstage segments. But we mm-hmm. did it. That's not what happened. So I'm very happy that we went somewhere. I'm not going to let let it go that they're going to be on the pre-show. I think that's a mistake. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully, it plays into the story. Please allow the creative to make that play into the story going into the main event. Because if you're just putting them in the pre-show for the sake of putting them in the pre-show, um, whatever, whatever. I... I We'll get into that on the end mm-hmm. on our overall thoughts, right? I think it's very mm-hmm. interesting that MJF was staying calm while Adam Cole was the one that was getting worked up. We have seen a lot of things on MJF social media that is so out of character for him. And I think the MJF that I know and learned and love, one of my favorite characters in AEW, I don't think that he does anything without like knowing exactly what he's doing posted a picture with a kid we seen njf flip off kids in the past he's Did you see that kids picture pitch. though yeah yeah of course calling him a loser but that's okay he <laughs> yeah. can't he can't fully not be mjf but right. he's like he's posting he's got that amazing interview with david Greca. like there's just something about what njf is doing right now that i'm almost like are you trying too hard i like me toxic mjf so i'm struggling with this change, 1,000%. I love my heel NJF. I want him to insult me, and I miss that. But I think Adam Cobin, the one that turns, will be an interesting thing. But I, I overall, I like this. It's keeping us wonder. Both of them are teasing that turn. You don't know who's going to tease on who. You don't know what Roderick's gonna str- Strong's going to do. I'm all in. No pun intended. I'll be saying that mm-hmm. all night. Yeah. I just don't think they should have been in the pre-show. That's all. <laughs> it, it, it's... um. I will say the thing about MJF, I, clearly he's like a Randy Orton where like he's always going to, I think, lean on the the bad guy side of things. But when he needs to be a good guy, he can clearly do it. And I think what what he's doing with how he's doing this is kind of a masterclass in how you 
switch alliances without changing your character. Like right. he's still MJF. He's a good guy, but he's still being that same MJF. Uh, he's right. Not, I, I, I love yeah. when he plays into the discovering that Adam Cole can be friends with him and like him because he is the way that he is. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I love the fact that he's like, wait, this guy is really my friend when I'm just a jerk. You know what I mean? Like, you see mm. those moments. and It's actually cute to see. Let me ask you something, Jimmy, especially. Do you mm -hmm. think that, <coughs> excuse me, maybe it goes into the storyline, but the pre-show is free. It's going to be all over YouTube. It's going to be everywhere. Anybody can tune into this pre-show. Do you think putting them in the pre-show is going to fill in Wembley a lot earlier and it's going to make people buy the pay-per-view? Because if I don't know what's going on, I tune in. The shows are usually not packed for the pre-show yet. But if I know that MJF and Adam Cole and something storyline related might happen, the people might pack in Wembley earlier. Do you think that will bring more people into buying the pay-per-views? Like if they do this right, Putting them in the pre-show might end up being a genius move, and I might have mm -hmm. to shut up on it. I don't yeah. know, but it's, it's going to bother me until I see how it plays out on Sunday. Yeah, no, I understand that completely, and 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 there is a possibility that you may get a, some some extra buys, you know, by putting them on the pre-show and doing some sort of angle to lead to that main event. But at the same time, you're going to lose that initial reaction pop That's what I'm for saying. the first time seeing them during the main event of that it's not going to be as loud as it should be and now saying that of course you know the fans there are going to do it anyway but and we saw yeah. him tonight in his promo njf mentioning oh when the main event comes on i watch i want Wembley to be the loudest and i'm like yeah right. you already have to start begging them because you know the, the initial pop of them seeing you mm -hmm. is gonna be worn on the pre-show right it's uh, well it's also smart because it's gonna be a long show and i think he wants mm -hmm. to remind everyone look guys you got to be loud when I'm there. Uh, but I, I think that you hit the nail on the head. You I think it's smart because it does get everyone into the arena early. So you have that full packed mm -hmm. arena, the whole show. I think it will get them more pay-per-view buys, something that WWE doesn't have to think about anymore. That That's said, right. that said, I kind of agree with you guys. You shouldn't get to see him until the end of the night. Right. You could have right. put another match on that would have packed in that arena or get right. people into their seats early. You didn't need to put the main event talent in that position. you have the roster you have the roster to, to put so, yeah. like a big and, star in there and and as you see the lineup they're trying to cram as many people into this pay-per-view as yeah they we can. only have so, three singles matches everything else is a bunch of people matches yeah so there, there's a lot of talent you could have utilized in this position in this i will yeah, say and and i know i'm gonna sound geeky but i am a big geek for wrestling i can't wait to see wembley fully packed like it's gonna be such a yeah. spectacle and i'm just like listen i wrestling just it gets me in my feels and i'm i'm looking forward to it i know that a lot of people are like oh i'm on their way on the well the build we have even been fully critical of it here but if i when i tell you i cannot wait for sunday to see that first visual i i mean that all the way it's gonna be amazing to watch and wrestling is doing amazing right now that's good for all of us them and ourselves included so this is a great yeah. time to be a wrestling fan or person that covers it on the internet <laughs> I, I, I do believe there's going to be a story beat that happens in that pre-show that's going mm -hmm. to be significant in the main event um i can't imagine that this is them just saying especially when they're trying to cram as many people on the show as possible i can't imagine they're doubling these guys up just for the sake of doubling them up um so i do think something's going to happen that's going to pay dividends of course the magic we'll have to see but mm -hmm. um in any case Something that is going to pay dividends on the show or has changed the show to a degree is, um, oh, and by the way, I do see the super chat. Uh, yes, boy, but uh, I'm going to wait till we get to 
Christian Cage's parts to talk about it. That's okay. Um, John Moxley and Ray Phoenix have a match. It's a fun one. Clash of styles. I think AEW does clash of styles really great. Uh, no surprise that Mox gets the eventual win. Story is, though, there's a post-match attack by the Blackpool Combat Club. And when the best friends show up, Santana and Ortiz show up to join the BCC. And the attack looks to put Ray Phoenix on the shelf. And if there were any doubts after the commercial break, Phoenix is taken away in an ambulance and Kingston lets Renee have it. Uh, Jimmy, again, this is another post-match attack. I know we, we, we don't like that aspect of it, but got a good match. We got uh, Santana and Ortiz coming back. That's got to perk you up a little bit, yeah? It does. We got the little bit of a surprise, which we get every week, pretty much, it feels like. But at the same time, it, it made me a little more invested in seeing what's going to happen here. The only thing is, yes, I get the injury angle, and there's a reason for it to get uh, Ray Phoenix out of that match because there are reasons why he's not going to the pay-per-view, which we don't need to get into here. You can read about it all you want. But that being said... Why not do it in the body of the match? Because there was a moment there where he did this sit-out pile driver that looked devastating. And then he did the five face stomps. And then he did this whole... And then right at, like right after that, Phoenix nips up and gives him a kick. And like I'm going, It's like he almost no-sold it. So, and then he did, a, what do you call it? A, a, an avalanche death driver off the corner where a double underhook. Mm-hmm. It looked like it was working on the neck. Yeah. And you could have done it like that. And even with the, the, the crowbar, the crowbar looked like he hit him in the head. You know, it was a headshot, but it could have been on the neck. And I, I just think during the body of the match could have been where the story was told that they took him out. That's all. Don't get me wrong. I didn't think it was a bad match. It just didn't need all the extracurricular activity. Uh, Issa, as mentioned, you had to find a way to get uh, Ray Phoenix out of this match at Wembley. Um we got it. Like I said, I think we got, we got a good one in the match and we got the post-match beat down. You were excited when I mentioned the name Santana, Santana and Ortiz. Um, I, they're one of my favorite tag teams. So I'm glad to see them back. What say you? I, I 1000% bias, you know, there's some Puerto Rico loving there. So of course I was happy to see them back. You know, I, last time I saw Santana was actually here in Puerto Rico. He was the world um, heavyweight champion for a local company here called Laue. He had to relinquish the title because of that injury. And I have been waiting for the day to come back. I know he's been teasing on social media that he was okay. Um, I will say the, the Mox and Phoenix match was a little too long, given the fact that we knew what we were going to work with. Like we had an overrun where we could have mm-hmm. cut this and had the injury happen halfway through. There was at one point where like, like Moxley stumped him on the outside and Phoenix sold that so well that I was like, right there, we could have done something where he's out because we knew what we were working towards. And I kind of wanted to get to like, are we going to find out who the mystery partners are tonight? That's what I wanted to get to because we know the situation with Phoenix and AW does have a very niche fan base that is aware of a lot of things like they're in the internet. You know what I mean? Like we all mm-hmm. knew. So I didn't think that this match needed to go on for as long as it did, but it was a great match. Like, I enjoyed the action in the ring. Very happy to see Santana and Ortiz back and working together. Yes, that's a question mark. (laughs) We'll see where this goes. Um, And I absolutely love Eddie Kingston just ripping on Renee because I feel like the Renee and Moxley relationship doesn't get used for TV. When they use it, they actually do it 
so well and she her reaction she filled that perfectly where she said hey i'm mm -hmm. just trying to get your statement i'm just doing my job here like you know what i mean but at the yeah. same time you have to be aware you're married to the guy that just did that to my team like mm -hmm. it was i thought this was very well played i think the addition of santana and ortiz uh makes me be interested in a match that i might have not been into before the the thing about the renee paquette thing and um and Kingston as well. What I loved about this is the last time they were on, on screen together, she was saying, Eddie, you need to work this out. You need to work this out with John. You got to get things mm -hmm. right. And then he said that to her, do I need to work this out? Like, and he was all mad about, about it. And Eddie Kingston's like, I need Eddie Kingston I, to expose Renee though, because like, mm -hmm. I think it's sweet that she tries to act all innocent. Sorry, 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 yeah. Kimmy. I know she's your girl, but he said, she married no. John Moxley. You know, there's a little bit of like evil sass in there. Like, you don't marry John Moxley being <laughs> a little innocent person. Like, you know, she, she's got it in her. So I wish that Eddie Kingston exposed her and I wish she let him have it too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm just saying. Somebody in the chat just said it. Look, Renee loves to act innocent. She, you marry yeah. Moxley. You, you're not that innocent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Eddie Kingston has got to be the realest guy in wrestling, though. Like, I've never met him. I don't know what he's like, mm. like, but like, I mean, when, when he talks, Jimmy, I believe every word he says. Exactly. That's the thing about getting people invested in you as a character. It, it, it's not a character if it feels authentic. Yes. You know what I mean? You look at you. I, I hate going back to TV and movies and stuff like that. You know, I, I look at The Godfather. Mm-hmm. What made it work was you believed Marlon Brando was the godfather. Mm -hmm. It wasn't that, oh, here's some actor reading a script, blah, blah, blah. You bought into him being, you know, you could see it. And Eddie Kingston, when he speaks, I believe that's Eddie Kingston. Like yeah. you said, it, it, it's it's him. Now, I've never met the man. I don't know for sure. But, I, uh, hey. I met Eddie Kingston. Uh, you know, having had a chance to interview him, that will be a killer interview to get honestly <laughs> but um he is as real as he appears but there's just something about him that i know a lot of people make the joke he's a new yorker obviously former new yorker here but once you live there for so many years you don't live it it stays with you and if he is the kind of guy that you can find yelling at you outside the bodega maybe trying to sell you a, sing a single cigarette you know what i'm talking about new <laughs> at the same time I love that that's exactly who he is and that's how he comes off on TV. There's no script, there's no anything and uh, there's no realest people that them real New Yorkers and I appreciate that from him. I love everything about the Eddie Kingston character. Yeah, and there's actually a commercial for, I guess they're, they're adding a new match type to the video game that they put out and uh, there's a commercial where he comes out to talk about it, and he's like, I don't care about the video game but Cesaro at, uh, or Claudio mm -hmm. at, at, uh, all in i'm gonna beat you up blah, blah. you know he does his promo he's like also oh, buy the video game whatever i don't care <laughs> you're like it's it's so real how you would be i right. i get it. i don't know maybe that maybe i would love to meet him and find out he's a totally different person and this is all was the first the first time i ever met him he actually to me came off a lot more introverted than what i thought he would be because i'm like approaching him in all my new york attitude and it was like the day the first time I had an interaction with him, it was the day after he cut the Redeem These Nuts promo. <laughs> and I see him. We were happy to be staying in the same hotel. I see him and I'm like, there's no way I cannot not stop him and tell him how badass that promo was. Mm. And he just yeah. came off very, very kind, very generous. Like, thank you. I'm glad you liked it. And I was like, no, nah, no, nah, that's not yeah. what I was expecting for you to <laughs> respond <laughs> like, you know? <laughs> you know, I, I've met, obviously I've met a lot of people in this industry, but Claudio uh is one of my favorites he's such a good dude he is he's awesome don't tell eddie kingston that 
Oh. He's gonna he's gonna come out with a thing of gasoline and chase you down. Well, as long as he doesn't come to Canada, we're good. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> well, he might now that he knows Renee's uh, on John Moxley's side and all this. Other. Anyways, um, why would he reveal his side? <laughs> I know. I'm just trying to infer <laughs> that Canadian. Um, in any case, we move on. Speaking of being on people's sides, uh, Sammy Guevara gets interviewed by Renee Paquette, and he says he's still friends with Jericho, even though everyone says you shouldn't be. And we get to this segment that is my favorite segment of the night. Same, Chris, same, same. Chris Jericho, Will Ospreay contract signing. Might be my all-time favorite contract signing off the top of my head. Uh, Don Callis says he wants Ospreay to murder Jericho, which is typical Don Callis. And usually I love him on the mic, but I feel like Osprey then cuts a hell of a promo. And then Chris Jericho sends his plate back to the kitchen and cuts another amazing promo. And Jimmy, this, this was just a, like a cool dream match, but in one segment in like five, 10 minutes, I don't know how long it was. This turned into a must watch match for me. These guys are masters of their craft. Absolutely. All all three, including Don Callis, I hate to put him over, but hey, you know, uh, I I think I got a little bit surprised by Will Ospreay tonight in -hmm. his promo because, yes, you know, I've I've seen him in the ring and we all know he can go. And this was the side of him that I wanted to see. And when he came out with that promo, I went, oh, this is getting good. And then Chris just, he's a master. What can you say? You know, it it, it just, it clicked. And like I said earlier tonight, too, you want to talk me in front of my television set. That's what these two guys did big time. I mean, and yeah, I'm sorry. Did I cut you off, Jimmy? No, no. I was just going to say that, yes, they attempted to brawl, but they kept them separated. And I like that. Yeah. Issa, I'm just going to let you take it. What, what, What are your thoughts? I just, I loved it. It was my favorite segment of the night. It was everything we needed to see from Osprey. We have seen him, like, whether you want to say you're exposed to him or not, you're familiar with him or not, we see him in AW television, AW pay-per-views enough to know what he can do. But all I've been waiting for Osprey is to own it. Like, bro, you are up there right now on the list with the greatest current wrestlers. Own it. And the flex that he did, I was just like, let's go. This match has happened. Is fair 50-50 crowd. Mm-hmm. I feel like if you're reading social media and people are like, oh, Osprey's going to have to keep up with Jericho. Like, Jericho's not one of the greatest and he's not going to try to go out there and freaking kill it with Osprey, you know? Yeah. So I, I'm like, I'm in the in defense. Like, anything that Osprey does right now, I'm going to watch. Because I feel like you can put him in there against anyone. It's going to be a good match. I've learned that from watching him, right? But... He does the flex. I'm all in. I'm super high on Osprey. And then Jericho throws the, you wouldn't be flexing on me if it wasn't because of me. And I thought Jericho was just going to talk about his legacy or what he done. But no, he gets that really real and say, I called you. I told you to slow it down or you were going to end up in a wheelchair by the time you're 30. He's 30 years old right now. Like, holy crap. Like, if, if, if somebody texted me right now and they don't know all in and they don't know what's going on, this is the segment that I would show them to buy the pay-per-view. It was excellently executed. You have two greats. Osprey's contract is up in six months. I am fantasy booking all kinds of crazy things in my head. This was It, it was great, and I love the fact that they kept them apart. I can't wait to see what they do. I, I actually, I was like, put it in the main event, because you know London's going to go crazy for Osprey. I was like, put it oh. in the main event. I know they won, but that's how good I felt this was. I, no, I, I'm right there with you. This was, this was 
and the fact that everything they said was was real and personal, but it also mm-hmm. didn't feel like uh, low hanging fruit either. You know what I mean? Like right. it was all very personal and real, but they and they meant it. And like I, these guys feel like they want to fight. They feel like they hate each other. They're both absolutely incredible at what they do. It's just like I said, watching this, it's a masterclass. They mm-hmm. these guys were so good at this and they 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 sold this this entire show i think mm-hmm. with this segment it just well done I, I i can't praise it enough i will say osprey is slightly higher for me if i had to take over who took who won this promo battle just because i just needed him to just own how good he is and he always just come forth like yeah i know i'm good yeah i'm gonna go on and, and put on a great match you see the cockiness from him in the matches during that match mm-hmm. with omega he flexed a lot right at forbidden door mm-hmm. But the fact that he finally owned the fact that he's that good, mm-hmm. oh, I was just a fan. I, I, I loved it. I needed that from him, and yeah. I'm glad we got that from I, him tonight. I agree with you. He said, because I, I'm knowing Jericho, I knew what to expect from him. And he said, and not only that, he felt motivated tonight, too. Yeah. And, and when I when I say that comment about uh, Don Callis in the beginning, I think he's incredible. I just yeah. felt like, and he was good tonight. It just felt like these two other guys different level and like the fact you that you have uh, three great people working together yeah like. and here's here's the smartness of don Callis because we all know how good he is on the mic yes. the match is between will osprey and chris jericho don yes is a part of this story but he's not the focal point and he knew that enough to be good in his in what he did but at the same time lay out enough to let the stars be the stars but to add on to what you just said, Jimmy, the reason why I thought we put Don Carlos with Osprey is because we hadn't gotten that moment that we got from him tonight. I thought that Don Carlos was going to come out and do all the talking for Osprey and we were going to get a little, I'm going to put Jericho through a table or Jericho's going to put him through a table and it's over. It was such a nice surprise. I said it at the mm-hmm. beginning of the, the show, night and day from what we saw last week from mm-hmm. Dynamite. This this is how you sell pay-per-views and it Again, if you if you guys are watching, I know some people watch us and don't watch the show. Go back and try to watch this segment to its fullest and watch Christian Cage. We're getting to that. Christian Cage yeah. is savage. Tonight. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, my last thing on it is uh, my favorite little bits about it was I love how Osprey was like, look, I'm working an indie show the night before because I'm trying to feed my family and how personal it was and yeah. and how he said, look, this is a vanity project for you. But then Chris Jericho, the bounce back that I love from him was like, look, this is the biggest show of all time. That means it's my biggest show, you know? And so, yeah. like, showing that, look, even for as great as Jericho is, this is also a big moment for him. And it made the right. whole show feel mm-hmm. like a bigger show. It was just... It's a big right. moment for everyone. And I feel like, regardless of how we feel about the cart or the build, I personally feel like the people that are lucky enough to be part of this cart are going to come out there with a ship on their shoulders and they're going to want to put on the best match the best show that we have seen because they know they know like i know they're gloat about it but i feel like every performer works for a night like what they're going to get on sunday night and i can't wait to see everybody work inspire i I hope they are able to have a long ramp and like they do a wrestlemania i love to see them come out and take it in for a second before they go out there and do their craft like i think jericho i think osprey and i think everybody in this car is going to have that ship on their shoulder like we better come out there and freaking kill it i can't wait i'm I'm being a geek right now i'm 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 in love with wrestling right now but i can't wait to see what they do on sunday regardless of how i felt about the lead up to wembley yeah this is a it's gonna be a big show i think for wrestling in general we'll talk about it at the end um Mm -hmm. 
but we do have a super chat real quick. Um, yes, boy, we're almost to Christian Cage, but uh, Paul's super chat doesn't have anything to do with any particular part of the show, so we'll throw that up there. Paul says, love the takes, especially the beauty Issa with a heel emoji. Um, we, is that Paul, Paul, is a, Paul is a viewer of my channel. He's a demonite, and we, our new ranking system on my YouTube channel is high heels. We don't give stars. We give out high heels in my channel, so he knows what he's doing with that emoji. Is that fashion or is that what side of the tracks you're on? The good guy, bad guy. You never know, Jack. You <laughs> never know. Well, uh, we move on. Speaking of people who are on the wrong side of the tracks, AR Fox and Swerve Strickland have a match with Darby Allen and Nick Wayne. It's another fun one that's that's crazy and stuff all over. The story of the match is that Nick Wayne is not only tough as nails, but able to keep himself together to get the win at the end of the day. They get the win. Swerve then says he's disappointed in AR Fox and Prince Nana and Brian Cage take him out. Of course, then Wayne Sting and Darby save AR Fox. They're like, Fox, you're my pal now. It's all good. This was all fantastic. But Issa, I'm going to let you take this one because you rate matches with heels. Uh, Christian Cage comes out and just surgically dices up poor nick wayne i have so much to say but i will start with christian cage what as i i was speechless it's it's very hard to leave me in a state of but are we concerned about his obsession of going after people with uh dads that have passed away because he did it with jungle so. boy now yeah. he's doing it with nick wayne is this is this a bad habit of christian cage i don't know maybe he knows exactly what buttons to push with whoever he's going after but this promo was just he is he is such a good heel he's <laughs> such a good heel and uh, like mm -hmm. I, I mean he just he just does it every time he finishes a, a feel and i'm like how are we gonna outdo the things that we saw him do he just started this we never even see him interact with these people before he already murdered them i know where yeah. you go how do you come back from that i don't know but um yeah, I said it earlier. If you didn't watch the Christian Cage promo, go watch it. Like, he insulted this kid. He insulted this kid's dad. He said, I never even heard of him. Like, I was like, please stop. He's already dead. Literally, the dad is already dead, and this kid is about to die if you keep insulting him. So, 10 out of 10 for Christian Cage being a heel. Now, I don't know. I don't like what they did with AR Fox here. Why did we have him pair up with Swerve? I did laugh when Swerve said you couldn't even beat a kid. Like, that popped me. I'm sorry it did. <laughs> yeah. But why pair them up to separate them this fast? Like, that kind of disappointed me a little bit. Um, well, Yes Boy says, uh, <laughs> Super Chat, thanks for being patient. Christian Cage is a damn menace to society. He absolutely mm -hmm. is. My... My, I think the, the coldest line, in my opinion, was after he talks about not knowing who Buddy Wayne is, saying, the good news is you don't have much to live up to. Like, that to me was just devastating. Mm. Uh, what, a, what a line to deliver. And absolutely, possibly one of the biggest heels in AEW right now. Mm -hmm. uh, but Jimmy... I'm a big Swerve fan as well. I want you to talk about Christian. I know you're going to say a lot of stuff about Christian because you guys are best friends because he's from Canada as well. Um, but uh, so talk about Christian, but also I'm just a big believer in Swerve and this group. I don't like that they got rid of AR Fox because I thought they were a good pairing, but I think Swerve is percolating right now as far as moving into a pretty significant role down the line in AEW. 
it seems like it. And and yes, he is a he is. A, you talk about Christian, uh, uh, as Isa said, pushing the right buttons. Swerve is doing the same thing. So he's doing he's pushing the right buttons. He's getting yeah um, the reaction you want him to get. You want heels to get booed. You don't want people going, oh, that was awesome the way he did it, man. And you know what I mean? Cool. But at the same time, you know, you, you talk about Christian on the other side. Christian just has this attitude about him. You know what I mean? The way he says it, he just, we talked about um, um, being authentic and feeling mm-hmm. authentic with Eddie Kingston. Christian Cage just feels like every time he opens his mouth, he's an a-hole. Mm-hmm. And, and you believe it. And anybody who knows him knows that he does it very well. But anyway, he's, he's, they're hitting, like you said, all the right buttons. They're doing the right things. Yeah, I agree with Isa on the point where, you know, flip-flopping AR Fox so quickly. But at the, the other thing that bothered me was, yes, they came down to kind of help out AR Fox, right? But why mm-hmm. did the guy that he beat up like a couple of weeks ago in his own home, basically come out to help him that, that guy, well, I mean it, it's, it's yeah I understand them coming to kind of chase off the other guys but at the same time anyway well, it's, it's the same reason really, what FDR keeps helping the young bucks for no reason whatsoever it's weird it's weird well, it's, it's because as Darby Allen said he still is a he still is has cares about AR Fox because AR Fox took care of him and brought mm-hmm. him to wrestling so but that's that's, that's, that's Darby, not uh, Nick, though. Nick. Well, but now Nick is the Darby to Nick is now the one looking up to Darby the way Darby uh, looked up to AR Fox. Okay. And that means okay. I'm just going to assume Darby, that when Nick Wayne ain't homeless, his mom is out there supporting him. Like Nick Wayne is not struggling. He mm. can't. No. Uh, well, I mean, he lives in the kind of neighborhood where people break into your house and bloody you up for no reason and call you a turd. So, I mean. That was just Christian Cage. <laughs> no, he he's the one. Here's the other thing too. That I think the the sad thing is after all this match, this tag match, and and, and Nick Wayne surviving basically the the beating that he took, Christian Cage overshadowed everything with coming out and just verbally obliterating him. I uh you know Issa and I we chatted uh, yesterday about how sometimes you can be wrong about someone and then they prove you. You know, you may not, you doubt someone or may not be interested in someone, but they can change your mind and you got to be open to someone changing your mind. I'm going to be honest with you. Wasn't I, I never hated Christian Cage, but like he was never someone that I was like to like must see TV for me in for a long time. But his ever since he turned and became the uh, guy that holds the TNT title for Luchasaurus, mm-hmm. he's must see TV for me. He, I'm he sorry. I keep thinking that Christian is the champion. I keep on forgetting that Lucia Soros is the actual champion here. That's the best that's part a, that's of it. That's the brilliance yes. of Christian yes. Cage. Mm-hmm. Like that's he was the lifting the best. title tonight. Like it was so freaking funny. Mm. <laughs> he's not even the champion, and he's like, I <laughs> it's so. I love. I absolutely love that. Um, he's fantastic to me. Um, well, I'm glad you love it because yeah, we lost cool. Warlow thanks to that. So, anyways. I'll take it. Uh, Young wow. and FTR. Cut uh, a boring promo backstage. Let's move on. You know, I like I like both teams, but I'll be honest. It didn't, considering everything that happened, Jimmy, now you like it when 
you don't do the same thing. You have some variance on the show. This was mm -hmm. a very, if I'm, if I'm honest, kind of a low energy interview, very different than everyone else. But mm -hmm. did that work for you? I'll be honest, this one, I like both teams, felt very low energy to me, though. I, it didn't. There wasn't any excitement. There wasn't any oomph. You're right. Yeah. There wasn't any oomph. And uh, how many times do I have to say it? You're trying to talk to people in front of your television. But when you're sitting there and you're going, yeah, well, the reason we came out is because, you know what I well, mean? Well, do you really want to have an oomph when you have Cash Wheeler sitting across from you? I'm just saying. Oh, wow. We went there, huh? <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Playing the part of Christian you Cage might not show oomph will be. <laughs> too much in front of Cash Wheeler based on what we know uh, now. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, no, you're, you're right. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's why the Young Bucks were like being cool. Mm -hmm. Like, hey. Yeah. We're cool, they were like, right? hey, we want no trouble here. Yeah. We want no trouble yeah. here. They, you notice they cut the entire promo, they had their hands up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Wow. We're good. Wow. We're good, man. We're good. Uh, but I mean, I it's interesting. The uh what they said was good, and I get I think I get what they were trying for. It just maybe because the rest of the night was so high energy and chaotic, this just felt very because yeah. there's oh, this was Go ahead, David. Sorry, sorry to interrupt you, uh, Isa. It's it's just, yes, high energy. You don't want everything to be on the same level. You can take it down a notch, but they didn't take it down a notch. They took it down several You notches. don't have to NyQuil the whole thing either. You know what right, I mean? Right, exactly. <laughs> no, yeah. I feel like maybe we were talking about there was an overrun and there was some things that we could have come back. Like I said, that Moxley and Phoenix match. This was something else. There's just like... FDR and the Young Bucks are just, we've been wanting this rubber match for the longest time, and we know they're going to kill it. There's no need to keep selling them. We saw them being involved with each other on the opening of the show. That's it. Young Bucks and FDR sells itself. There's no need to have this super low energy promo mm -hmm. backstage when, as soon as you book that, their fans are going to tune in for it. People are going to tune in for it. It's going to be great. You know what I mean? Yeah. This was maybe a little bit of doing too much. This, I think, and this is hindsight 2020, easy for me to say, but I think this would have been better off as a video package, like telling the story of the Young Bucks. And that would have been 10 times better because uh, their history and what they've gone through, incredible. I did like the YouTube uh, show line, so I fought for that. Yeah, yeah. No, there's good lines in there. Like It's just because them sitting there like, yeah, I, I kind of think you need to beat us to you know get to that top level. Oh, well, you know, we're, we're the champions. So, yeah, it's just, it felt... NPR, like, right. you know, in any case, uh, Ruby Soho has a match with Sky Blue and gets the win before the right match. Right at 9.30. Mm -hmm. It's 9.28. Um, before the main event, Jack. Before the main event. <laughs> they got it in two minutes early. <laughs> That's, uh, but That's what she said. But, hey, um, we, <laughs> we, uh, <laughs> we do have... Uh, the, the story of the match besides the win is that Ruby Soho calls out Chris Statlander looking like the next challenger for that title. Um, Jimmy, this, I think this is one of those situations where I go Ruby Soho winning makes sense. Her calling out Chris Statlander makes sense. Sky blue needs to start getting some dubs though. Yeah. I mean, they made it a point saying looking for her first singles dub uh, yeah. tonight, you know, so you know, they're, they're putting the thought in people's minds. Oh, is this going to be the night? And they don't give it to you at night. And you run the risk of people going, oh, here we go. She's just uh, get that label of uh, uh, enhancement talent. And th that's the problem. And she's talented. You know, she can go. Yeah. 
it's you know Issa, you talked about the the, the time slot that's now infamous with AEW mm-hmm. and the problem with not getting more matches on the card i think is that obviously you don't get to showcase enough people and sky blue and i'd say willow is the other one are two women that the crowd loves and you can just tell we want to see more of them but we need to give them time and need to give them matches i think these these those are two people that need to start getting some tv wins because the crowd wants to see them do well i mean some of them not sky blue but Sky Blue is amazing, and I do think a win on TV is exactly what she needs right now. I do know that Willow has been featured a lot more, and she's been going, getting some wins. You're just putting her on shows that maybe not your entire audience watches. And I do think that with the women, they need to do a better job at rotating who's being featured where. Because if you want me to be honest, I forgot that Chris Fatlander is our TBS champion. And that championship coming from Jay Cargill, who was undefeated, and you could not not think about her automatically. Like I, you, I forgot there's a secondary women championship in this company, and that's a problem. Where are you putting her? Not everybody. The numbers show. I know a lot of people are gonna say, "Oh, you don't watch Rampage or Collision," but other people do. Not even half, as of right now, half of their Dynamite viewership is watching Rampage or Collision. So you mm-hmm. have to rotate them. Because if you're only going to give them one segment, at least rotate them. You're only giving them one match at all in. Like, and it's, and it's a crappy match with no build. Like, I, I just, it's, I have a hard time talking about the women in AW mm. without getting frustrated. I'll leave it at that. It is. I mean, it's it's tough because there's, like I said, there's a lot of them that are talented. And, and there's ones that are great that have been around for a while that we don't get to see a lot of either. And mm. so... That's something I think they definitely need to remedy. And you make a good point. Yeah, just because they're on Rampage, that's cool. But you do need to get them on Dynamite. Dynamite's the flagship. That's, you know, that's the, the big show. That's where they need to be. And so... Uh, I'm hoping hope- a women's match, mm. even if it's a multi-women's match, something, maybe mm. to the pre-show, something at Wembley. More than just the four women that are on the main show deserve to just be showcased there. It, it's, yeah. it, they don't give any... There feels like there's no priority to, to women's booking. It's a, it, like... It, it feels like an afterthought and I hate to put it that way because they have some talented women there. You know, it just feels like, Oh yeah, we got to put a women's match on the show. Yeah. That's how it feels to me. So, Oh, one women's match. We'll put in as many women as we can. And they have the talent to have a great division. That's the yeah. thing is they've got a lot of talented individuals there. It's just a matter of getting time. Uh, mm-hmm. Clay Ford mentioning Mercedes Martinez. I always say, uh, where, Oh, People talk. I hate it when I'm about to pull one up and then everyone like chats and it bumps up and I can't yeah. click it fast enough. Mm-hmm. Anyways, uh, Mercedes Martinez. Yeah, she's the coldest woman in the game whenever she comes out. I'm like, she's going to kill somebody. Um, but we move on as we get to House of Black and the Acclaimed. We get a video package of them talking about the end of Billy Gunn. The Acclaimed come out. They want to fight. House of Black says, cool. Billy Gunn shows up, chases them off, and he says they're going to do it again at Wembley. But this time it's going to be against a badass. Jimmy, I say this every chance I get. I am campaigning for Billy Gunn to be AEW champion. Let's make it happen, guys. AEW champ, badass Billy Gunn. Let's go. I just want to know what his secret is and what he's drinking, and I want it. (laughs) The man looks fantastic. And I like the energy he showed tonight, too. He showed a passion again. Uh, here's another veteran that these guys can learn from and having him come back. I obviously it looks like he's not fully retired, even though he took off his boots and left them in the ring, 
the boots were taken and thrown out. But they so. destroyed them, Jimmy. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so I like where this is going. And I also like the acclaim coming out with fire yes. as opposed to their usual. Uh, they didn't come out wrapping and tearing them down that way. They just came out. They, they wanted the fight. And I like seeing that different side of them as well. It's making me think, hey, this is going to be an intense one. Yep. That's one of my big things is I complain about on other shows with other companies is sometimes certain people, they don't know when to go from being cocky and funny into serious, like now it's time to fight. And I agree with you. The acclaim did this great. Uh, Issa, are you on board though? Badass Billy Gunn, AEW champion. Let's go. I am on board. He got me for a second. He was like, it's not going to be me. And I was like, oh God, not another mystery opponent. <laughs> right. I was like, who's it going to be? And I'm waiting for it to reveal it. It took me a second for it to kick in. That is actually him. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm excited. I'm excited. That's yeah. that's it. That's all there is to it. I did like what you said, the acclaim coming out a little more determined. I get that they get some burns with their raps and this and that, but I did like this felt more serious from them. And I appreciate mm -hmm. seeing a different side of them. Yeah, I'm glad they're going to be on there. The uh, reaction they get at Wembley is going to be awesome. And the video effects for House of Black, because they always do like the sparks and stuff in the crowd whenever they're... If Osprey doesn't get a crazy good entrance, I will riot. I, I hope they I hope they go full WrestleMania entrance. They have to. Like, I mean, if you're going to yeah. have his opponent sing his way himself to the ring in Jericho, well, the least we can do is give Osprey like yeah. in his home country, like a crazy uh, entrance, entrance, hashtag, yeah. England yeah. is my city, if you know, yeah. you know. They definitely, because uh, they do some cool entrances in AEW, but you know what I mean. with The, the WrestleMania are, like, so big and over the mm -hmm. top and crazy. I hope they really lean into that and get some really big, cool, crazy entrances. That's sure, the show's going to be 48 hours, but it'll be cool. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's a small production, MB, MDB mm. in the chat. I have seen some of the leak stuff that's going on social media of the mm. stage that's being built. It does look a little bit like it's going to be a bigger stage than what we're used to seeing from AEW. Yeah. Mm. And I will say uh, MDB999 is that I also like when they rap, but I think when it's time to be serious, mm. I like that they can yes. pivot to right. that. Uh, mm. We get to the main event, Aussie Open versus the Hardys for the Ring of Honor tag titles. Uh, the champs get the win over the legendary tag team. They talk trash to Adam Cole, Bebe, and MJF. Uh, then we almost get Adam Cole super kicking MJF, and we almost get MJF hitting uh, Adam Cole with the dynamite ring, but they stay cautious friends. Issa... How did you like? Do you like the way they te teased this? I mean, we could talk about the match, yes. more, but I do feel like the the ending after the match is the story. Yes, I. This is exactly what they needed. I shared with you earlier than the fact that we saw them on backstage promos talking about this world championship match wasn't the way that I want to see the go home moment based on viewership. This is the go home show. Um, and I like that they had him come out for the Ring of Honor Tag Team Champions, but I was like, we have to build some kind of angle here for the actual World Championship. They put them out. I love that we didn't get to see the kangaroo kick. We didn't get to see the double clothesline. It really does give me a reason to watch that stupid pre-show that I never watched. So maybe their stupid reverse psychology is working. But, you know, seeing NJF put on the ring, seeing the tease, we don't know who's going to turn on who. It was very, it was, it was well done. It was the, um, yeah, it was, uh, 
I love that they're playing with this will they won't they thing. I gotta confess a little bit like what WWE has done in the past with like the bloodline of will they turn on each other, will they won't. Uh, it's a winning formula, clearly. Uh, Jimmy, any final thoughts of the end of this show? No, I I, I thought like you said they, they teased it enough where you uh, on both sides where you can make an argument and you don't know where it's going. Again, I'm just a little bit perturbed that they're going to be on the pre-show. That's all. I get why, uh, because it looks like it's going to set up an angle for that match, for that main event match on, on the pay-per-view proper, but still putting them on before the main event and putting them in front of that crowd before that main event. Uh, yes. You want people in the seats. Yes. You want to sell more views, but at the same time, I, I just, it, it still bothers me for some reason because you, if, and, wanted, if they if they are the main event, let them be the main event. And you're a referee; you more than anybody knows that so many crazy things can happen that are never intended to happen to the most professional of people. If I if I I can't sit here and tell you that I haven't worried about what if a stupid injury happens in the freaking pre-show that completely ruins the main event just for putting these guys on a pre-show over something silly. I hope not. I think the professionals, you have NJF, you have Adam Cole, you know, uh, these are people that are some of the best in the game, best in AEW, but these freak accidents happen all the time. So everybody light your candles and get your sage before the pre-show goes on on Sunday and let's wish them all of the luck. But there's so many things that could happen over a silly angle that I just, I hope that it's a short match simple don't do anything crazy don't try to do any stupid spots let's just get to what we need to get to with this i don't care it's okay if it's a one-star match because i want to see the main event that's what i'm worried about has this ever happened before has there ever been a um a show that is this big where the main event wrestlers wrestled in the beginning nobody would ever do that I can't. I can't think of it. I mean, I mean, yes. Uh, Brian uh, WrestleMania, WrestleMania 30. Daniel Bryan didn't he open oh, the show at main true. event? Oh, then? That's true. That's yeah. True. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's there. That's what I was about to say. It's happened before. I know it's happened mm-hmm. before, but yeah. Um, okay, but this is different. Bryan wrestled Triple H. Doesn't get to the main event without winning this match. This acting title match feels pointless. They they still got the world title match. It doesn't make any sense. It was connected. The story. It correct. Was correct. Well, it was like an there, ongoing story. Like there's one, no way he wrestles in the main event if he can't make it through this match. Right. This, and them having a tag match to become ROH tag team champions seems like a disconnect. And it wasn't on the pre-show. It was on the pay-per-view. Yes. It <laughs> well, was the opening match. He opened and closed right. basically. It, it was Nitro, but Goldberg had to beat Scott Hall before he got a shot against Hulk Hogan in the same night, and that was one of my favorite shows of wrestling ever. Um, though I bet if I watch the are, whole are show, are you back trying to, to ruin what we built yesterday, Jack? I'm trying. Okay. Well, no, I will not back away from that one. That was my <laughs> that was my favorite. Though I bet if I watched that whole show back, it was probably just garbage. But the end, again, but like in the moment, I was like, "This is fantastic! I'm so excited." Mm-hmm. Um, in any case. We'll see how it plays out. Everyone's said was book back to back versus Cena and Sting, but it was Knight of Champions, and the, and the whole gimmick to that pay per view is champions have to defend their titles, and he had two championships at the time. One was mm-hmm. a United States Championship match, the other one was a WWE World Heavyweight Championship match. I think it makes sense in the storyline. I don't think putting them in for the Ring of Honor tag team titles makes any sense. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. But I thought this was a fun show, by the way. Like I like mm-hmm. I like tonight's Dynamite. 
Let's go around the horn here. Everyone, let me know in the chat your overall thoughts of this week's episode um, and maybe what you're looking forward to it all in. And I will ask the same thing to both of you. Jimmy, overall thoughts on the show, what you're looking forward to it all in, and where can the world find you online? Uh, first of all, I thought the show, the show tonight was okay. It helped build some towards uh, the pay-per-view this weekend. There were, of course, as I say, the little things that made me go, hmm, but, you know, no show is perfect. Let's put it that way. But uh, yeah, I think they did okay with making me want to see certain things. And like we said earlier, that uh, that Jericho Osprey match, they really got me interested now. Um, um, other than that, you can find me on here on Monday nights and Wednesday nights talking about Raw and Dynamite, respectively. Um, you can catch me on the Roughing It Up podcast with my good brother in stripes, Brian Hebner, and RJ, who's the glue that holds the show together. And this week, we have none other than Santino Morello on. We had a lot of fun talking to Santino. He's one of my favorite people, a fellow Canadian, for those of you who didn't know. And, uh, yeah, and you can catch me on my Ref and Rants on Monday to Fridays, um, where it's a minute long. And, again, as I always say, they're little critiques not to tear down, but to help tighten screws that I believe need tightening. Santino is an awesome person to get to interview. I'm a big fan of his uh, sister, Santina. Uh, but Issa, mm -hmm. where, where, uh, what are your overall thoughts on the show? Anything you're looking forward to for All In? And uh, where can the world find you online? Uh, I love the show. I have fun. Yes, like Jimmy said, there are some things that are question mark. A lot of things are just me and my own way that I feel about things like this MJF Adam Cole pre-show thing that I can't just let go of. Uh, but I thought this was fun. Uh, Will Ospreay was incredible tonight. I just love seeing him have that moment where he just owns and flex. I get being humble and staying humble, but you're one of the greatest, man. Own it. And he got to do that tonight. And, and Jericho just showing that that he still got it. There's so many people talking about like, oh, Will Ospreay's got to slow down for Jericho and this and that. It's maybe, maybe in the ring, but not in the mic. Jericho showed him today that he's still one of the greatest at what he does. Uh, this show made me look forward to All In more. And isn't that what a go-home show is supposed to be doing? So if that's the case, it did. Um, happy to see Santana and Ortiz back. So happy. And yeah, you guys can find me here on Tuesday, Wednesdays, and Friday. Um, talking about NXT, Dynamite, and SmackDown. You guys can also catch me on my own YouTube channel. I do watch alongs for pretty much almost every wrestling show there is. I can't do all of them or I will be dead. I will be doing a watch along for All In, so tune in and let's watch All In together. Um, you guys can also catch me on Lucha Libre Online. On my YouTube channel right now, there's a WWC vlog. If you speak Spanish and you want a little, my own version of BTE, but for WWC, Go and tune in for that. It's so much fun to put that vlog together. And yeah, you guys, just, just look up NYC Demon Diva. I'm everywhere. I'm trying to take over the world right now. I'm trying. I don't know what you got left. You got BTWCC <laughs> already going. You got the watch along. Everyone check all those out. Uh, thank you to everyone who joined us in the chat. Again, like, comment, share, subscribe. Uh, Brad, Sarah, Rick, Ricky, uh, Ethan, and Burner account. And uh, did I say Ethan already? Huffman and... By the way, happy birthday to your daughter, Huffman. Uh, MDB999 and everyone else. Aaron Mick came in near the end there. Good to see you. Uh, you can find me at Real Jack Farmer across all social media. I got a couple of interviews up on Wrestling Inc. right now. Matt Cardona, uh, Camille. Love that from one, by the way. I watched NWI. it. 
Oh, thank you. Yeah, he was a he was a delight. They were all delight. I also got to chat with the Hikaru Shida, which was really awesome. Uh, really excited for her match at All In. Now, now I'm, I'm a big fan of hers now, so now I'm going to root for her. Sorry, everybody else. Um, I thought this was a fun show. East of Point sold me on All In a lot more. And I think after tonight, I might be Osprey and Jericho I'm looking forward to the most. Me Though, too. because of all the debate, I'm looking forward to the pre-show. Give me that tag team title match that's what i'm looking forward to i might even stop watching after that that's what i really want to see it's time to, it's time to you take had it home, you had jack. me until there it's time to take it home jack please well with that said we're done we'll see you guys next time i'm gonna be on the smackdown after show this week i'm doing a lot of work this week again i gotta deal um, with you for every show now every show baby that does it we'll see you friday <laughs> Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.